Hi there, and welcome to my podcast, Listen with Cheryl McKay. Thank you all for the notes about last week's conversation with guitarist and composer Adam Dobres. He's the musician who created the lovely theme music that opens and closes this podcast. And thank you for suggesting names for the tune. It is still unnamed. I'm still pondering, but you've sent in so many great suggestions. You could still weigh in as well. Send an email to hello at CherylMcKay.com. This week on the podcast, well, we're serving up some hot sauce. I grew up in a place and a time where hot sauce meant Tabasco. That was it. You would have a bottle in the kitchen, a bottle that would probably do you for life, maybe had even been handed down from a previous generation. A dab of Tabasco would go into a recipe now and then, a drop into a Bloody Caesar or a Bloody Mary. That was it. In my experience, that was hot sauce. Well, how things have changed. Nowadays, my cupboard shelf is filled with hot sauces from many cuisines, and there seem to be new ones arriving daily in stores and in places. Prince Edward Island, for example, has launched, a number of companies there have launched whole ranges of hot sauces, and I love them. I can't even imagine now how I lived for all these years without hot sauce in my life. A few years ago, I came across a hot sauce shop in Vancouver. And while I was exploring the shelves, I came across three beautiful bottles side by side from the same company. And, you know, they were positively glowing. A bright green one, a bright yellowy orange one, and a deep red one. I got one of each, of course, and I loved and continue to love them all. The company is Sriracha Revolver. They're made in Vancouver, these hot sauces, by Jordan Hawking. And Jordan is an Indigenous entrepreneur and a proud member of the Sweetgrass Nation. She is a wife and a mom. I went to visit Jordan at the commissary kitchen where she creates Sriracha Revolver hot sauces. What a place! It is filled with many, many folks creating all kinds of different foods and menus and going in there, you are surrounded with aromas and action and color and people doing all kinds of things. It was all I could do while I was walking with Jordan down to the corner where we were going to record our interview. All I could do not to start asking for samples. Jordan, it's great to have a chance to sit down and talk with you. And before we talk about Revolver, I want to talk about this amazing place where, where your, your business is. Can you tell us about this facility? Uh, well, Coho Collective Kitchens, they own a lot of different commissaries, um, Victoria now, Sunshine Coast, and a few here in Vancouver. So this one is called The Block. Um, we're on Georgia Street, uh, 10,000 square feet, tons of businesses, restaurants, uh, ghost kitchens, catering, food processors like me, and we all kind of work together. The facility is open 24 hours a day. We have cars coming and going constantly, picking up Uber Eats and other food delivery services. It's a collaborative space, very creative. I'm in love with the food community in this city. We have a, a really great thing going on. Just walking through, there were people cooking things, people assembling things, so many different aromas and, and colors. It's it's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. You know, you, you're constantly being impressed by your colleagues and their innovation, their commitment to culture, their creativity. Um, so it's a, it's a great environment to work in. 
And I'll bet there's samples too. Always. <laughs> the best thing about being in the food community is getting fed. <laughs> so Jordan, when did you start making hot sauces? How did Revolver come to be? Uh, well, my son just turned nine. So when I was pregnant with him, he's my second child, I couldn't taste anything spicy. Salt and pepper was too much for me. But I have lots of friends and family who love spicy food. So I decided uh, for Christmas presents, I would make some kind of hot sauce. So I made it and I didn't taste it. <laughs> and I said, please just go ahead and try this. This seems way too hot. And uh, everyone was very kind to me about it. So when I was, my son was born and I was able to have whatever I wanted, I decided I was going to make like hot sauce with my favorite things in it. So I got creative and I made a beets and tequila hot sauce and um, I really, really liked it. <laughs> so I found that it was a really creative outlet. I've always felt like a creative person, but didn't really know what my medium was. And... I found this to be a way to express myself and have fun. I love to cook. I'm not a cook by trade, um, but um, I enjoy it. It's a very relaxing thing for me to do, and it still remains one of my favorite parts of my business is actually making the hot sauce. <laughs> did you ever get to taste the sauce that you'd given out as gifts? That no, you know? I never did. It was all gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you love to cook, but it's just interesting that, that hot sauce was the thing that, that you decided to, to make, like you say, for gifts. And then there was something about that that just took off for you. Well, again, it was just the people I know who, you know, the closest people to me all seem to love spicy food. And I feel like I can do something unique with that because I don't feel like I'm the kind of person who always would choose spicy food. Huh. So... I make something that tastes good to me. Right. So, yeah, I find that I really go for the flavor as well as the heat and the hot sauces. And so that's a really important part of it for me. So I think that's how I kind of put my stamp on it in a way. They're my recipes, but they're my recipes in not a hot sauce way, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like beets and tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that was the first one. Where did you go next? What was the next flavor combination? Um, there was the original one, which was just like chili peppers, and everything was kind of made in um, like a sriracha-style sauce. So it, I love Thai food cooking. I love that you get sour, sweet, spicy, savory, all these things, and they all have to be in balance. And if one thing is missing, it, it doesn't taste right. Mm. And so I tried to make sauce in that same style, and all of the recipes had to have that same balance with them so I started making um, I made like a green sauce version so I have a cilantro lime sauce and then I made a version that really reminded me of what I had in Thailand that was bright orange and very very spicy but I paired everything back and just used really simple ingredients so I use high quality fish sauce mangoes and um, just ways of expressing those flavors but doing it as simply as possible because sometimes like the simplest meals are the most mm. delicious so yeah it's kind of an interesting take to go in different directions with the flavors but try to achieve the same theme of having that balance with everything and is that when you say in the sriracha style is that what you mean that kind of balance yes yeah more like a thai food style right. um approach to making the hot sauce but i mean there's so many crosses of ingredients in other 
cultures, other places, and even locally here, that they all jump in to influence how I achieve that goal, which is kind of where the revolver part comes from, which is a Spanish verb for like a mixture or to mess up something. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I've often wondered why revolver. Yeah. 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 So neither neither of the words sriracha or revolver are in English. They're um, they're just an, an incorporation of ideas that make what I do make sense. It's so beautiful too. I remember the first time I saw your, your hot sauces in a saw in a shop, and there was that bright orange and the red and the green. It was just I've got to eat these. Oh, that's great! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's absolutely miraculous what food can do. You know, you don't need any added anything. It can just be um, it can be beautiful all on its own. Just be creative with it. And you've started working with some local growers and, and producers, too. Can you talk about some of those collaborations? Um, Kwantlen Polytechnic University uh, grew some peppers for me this past year. They have a sustainable farming program. So the students grew the peppers in the greenhouse, and then they sort of get to see, you know, from the growth period then then where it goes and how it becomes, you know, joins the food system in that way through um, a product that I sell. So at some point I'm going to go and speak with the students and um, talk about what I did with all the peppers that they grew, and they're growing more for me again this year. Nice. And, um, and I have a few other uh, farms like Wine Garden who are going to be uh, growing peppers for me, so lots of different places. I had a gal on the island who just gave me some seven-pot peppers, which are incredibly, incredibly hot. They're called chocolate doulas. Oh. <laughs> and I'm scared to <laughs> use them, but I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to get brave. Like, in this kitchen with all the people, I already have people who, like, are, you know, when I cook, are like, oh, my God, eyes burning, falling away from the kettle. And I don't know what I'm going to do with these peppers. I feel like I'm going to have to come in at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning when it's quiet and um, be brave. (laughs) (laughs) Or go outside or something. Exactly. Yeah, maybe an outdoor cooking batch. (laughs) Jordan, are are people often sending you peppers? Um, they talk to me about peppers all the time. Yeah, like people like to grow them as hobbies. They grow them, um, we'll say, I guess, in greenhouses around here. So, yeah, there's lots of people who grow stuff. And I have a, a colleague, uh, Stoke the Fire, who grows peppers in Revelstoke. Huh. And he grows all kinds of garlic and all kinds of peppers and makes his own hot sauces. So, yeah, there's you lots of... Compare notes. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. I think I cherish my hot sauce colleagues for sure. Why is the collaboration important to you? Whether it's, you know, like you say, working with Kwantlen, for example, with the students and, and that whole process, or I think there's a, a, a brewery that you're working with. I'm inspired by entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and people's um, different visions, like how they developed their own stories and their, through their own products. When you're innovating, when you're making things that inspire you, when you can join that with other people's inspiration, I think right. you make something even better. Like with Mariner Brewing, they, uh, their most popular beer was their Orion Lager, and my most popular hot sauce was my chili garlic sauce. So I put them together, and then we made something new. And now if you go to the tap room, you can have a plate of hot wings and a pint of the beer that's in the hot sauce. And that's just fun. Like <laughs> as food and drink people, we can just do that. <laughs> That's great. Where does the inspiration come from then? Is it, is it seeing an ingredient and thinking, ah, oh, what can I do with that one? Um, sometimes it's the ingredient. Sometimes it's um, just wanting to make something from something that I find inspiring. Like mm. I have one flavor, jalapeno ginger, which is 
poke bowl in sauce form. So I was just having a moment with poke bowls where I was eating them a lot and trying all the different places to find where my favorite ones were. And then all my favorite elements of poke bowl I put into a sauce. So it was just making something that was just like, I love this, let me make this, this little testament to something that I enjoy. So then you're making little batches and testing and asking for feedback, I'm guessing. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have a book where I write, you know, this is my test batch number one, and these are all the flavors that I want to put in, and this is what I think will work, and then I try it, and then I try it a couple days later because it can sort of change a little bit, and then I'll go back and do it again and tweak it until it finally tastes the way that I want it to. Tell us about another one of the flavors. Let's see, uh, habanero is the latest one that I have added to like my core line of sauces. I started that batch in 2021. I wanted to do a fundraiser for um, Indigenous people or Indigenous History Month. So I started working on a batch with some organic habanero peppers that I had been, that I had been given. I started making uh, it with mangoes again. I have another sauce with mangoes mm -hmm. that has fish sauce in it. And so I thought I'd take that and try to do mangoes in a totally different way. Instead of like the sour mango flavor that I had developed, I wanted to see what it would do with habaneros, which are very floral. Mm -hmm. And it turned into, it smells like melted butter when mm -hmm. I'm cooking it, <laughs> oh. which is not something you would expect from mangoes no. and habaneros in a pot with vinegar to smell like, but it smells like butter and that's amazing. So I worked on that recipe. It was kind of like, kind of like a sped up version of, of recipe testing because I really wanted it to be there for June so that I kind of dove in with asking my um, retailers and my customers to be like, come on this journey with me. I will give you a bottle of this hot sauce if you will make a $9 donation to these two different um, causes, and we ended up raising almost $9,000. Whoa. And that was amazing. That's incredible. So we gave half of it to the Indian Residential School Survivors Society, and we gave half of it to Raven Trust. That was such a wonderful experience for me and for all of the people who participated. So I kept the flavor. Um, it's one of my favorite flavors. I uh, can't believe that I was, you know, took it from an idea to the end so quickly uh -huh. um, in a way that made me feel like this should be something I make all the time for so many reasons. And so I, every time I make a batch of it, I donate uh, funds, again, to some oh. kind of organization. So, so it's still got that, that whole connection, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a couple of years now, which has been great. That. Do you eat hot sauce all the time? No. <laughs> I taste hot sauce all the time because I make the hot sauce myself, but, um, and I do use it on some occasions, but I know, I know the people in my life who use hot sauce on absolutely everything, everything. and I still haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> That's so funny, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so when you started, like you say, with the beets and tequila, what was your vision? What did you think might be going to happen with, with your, your project, your, your company? I, I didn't have an idea to have a company at oh. all. I mean, I had just given birth to my second child. I was... Um, a little busy. A little busy. So I had two, two children, 15 months apart. This was a fun thing that I could do. I think when your children are really young, it can be a lonely time mm -hmm. in your life, and it can be a time where you 
don't have a lot of identity outside of um, having children. And as wonderful, and as much as I think that's still my number one job to, you know, be the mom to my children, I'm also Jordan, and Jordan also does other things. And so I kind of developed in a way of like, it was something that felt fulfilling to me, but I didn't really have an idea of having it as a business until I think my son was like three or something like that. And then I um, decided to pursue it more seriously. What? What made you do that? That's quite a jump. Well, I had a small little like part-time job that I was able to do from home so I could sort of juggle it with the kids. And then that ended kind of abruptly. The person that I worked for was um, became sick and they weren't mm-hmm. able to keep their job open so they didn't need someone to sort of help them with their office. And then I didn't have a job. And then I didn't realize how much having a job was like a self-esteem thing. Like I felt weird I don't think I'd ever not had a job like I didn't even take any leave when I was pregnant with my kids I'd never not had a job so it made me really uncomfortable and I think that uncomfortableness was the push that I needed to be to do something I never would have done start a hot sauce business did you have any business experience? Yeah, I did own my own graphic design company okay. years before. So it wasn't a total, like, everything, I have to learn everything. No, I mean, I come from, like, a sales background, and we did do graphic design. So I did a lot of art directing and helping people sort of do um, work on their own sort of branding projects and stuff like that. So that side of it felt a little bit more natural, but it was definitely scary to be like, I make hot sauce. <laughs> Someone hopefully will buy it. <laughs> Because that seems crazy. (laughs) But if I hadn't been, it was literally the right match of circumstances, which made it something that I felt like I could do. So did you? It's crazy now. I don't think I'd do it again. No, (laughs) knowing what you know now. Well, I mean, I'm so glad, but like, I needed those pushes into being uncomfortable in order to give me the drive I needed to get there. To be more uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) For a while, anyway. Yeah. 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 So when you started, you had the one, just the one kind? Um, when I started, I had three kinds. Okay. So I took the beets and tequila, cilantro lime, and mm. clean mango. So I started with three flavors. I um, wrote a business plan, and I developed my recipes, and I got a lot of support through the Small Scale Food Processors Association and Andrea Gray Grant from Good to Grow. Amazing support, and she let me use her kitchen, and I started making hot sauce but I didn't in any way try to sell it to anybody. (laughs) It was just not knowing what to do. And uh, Bridget Stroud, who is an amazing friend, she was running the Maker, Mini Maker Mm -hmm. Fair at the PE, and she was like, you're gonna do my show. I'm gonna put you, you get a tent, you'll be outside, you'll be between uh, Trudy Ann's Chai and Half-Baked Cookie Company and you'll, you're going to sell hot sauce. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put some labels on that hot sauce then. <laughs> so if she had, I literally, I don't know what I would have done. Huh. But she was like, you're showing up on Saturday and selling hot sauce. And the response was very positive. And it was, it was a wonderful experience. So I'm very thankful for her oh, yeah. drive. What a thing. <laughs> I'm very lucky. Lots and lots of support. Lots of people who have been there at the right time to um, get me to the next step, for sure. And now I feel like I see your product everywhere. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And it's really exciting. It has been really exciting to see it grow. And I'm 
proud of it and I feel like it belongs you know on the shelf with other amazing products yeah. and to see it to see other people notice it just means the world because it had, what year did you start it was what 2000 and I think it was June of 2017 was when Bridget forced me to sell hot sauce at the Mini Maker Fair <laughs> and um and then I kind of I had uh, Andrea from um, Good to Grow, and she has a lot of food connections, and she introduced my products to Spud and to Whole Foods, right. and I think that sort of is a good pathway for other people to be like, oh, she's, her labels are <laughs> right, and yes. you know her product <laughs> is quality enough for these organizations, so that other people followed suit. How do you keep up? It's... It's tough. Like, I need to, to ask for help, especially during Christmas season when things kind of, that's where, you know, more than 50% of my business happens between October, November, December. <laughs> it really does pick up during that stage. It's quite gifty. Finding that balance is harder and harder. I definitely got a lot bigger than I thought it would, sooner than yeah. I thought it would. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, that's, that still has been my business model, I think, from the beginning, is to say no to most things huh. and just sort of do what I can. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to overpromise. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I the, I apologize to so many people whose emails go unanswered and whose, you know, things I've just had to be like, sorry. <laughs> it takes so much discipline, too, though, when you're starting a business or in your early years of the business, not to just go, oh, yes, I need to say yes to this and this and this. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard. You feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot. But um, at the same time, I think if you just stay in your lane and you believe in what you're doing, you know, those opportunities will always be there. I think that so many things seem to have happened for me, right time, right place mm. kind of thing. So I'll just keep the faith. <laughs> what are you working on today, Jordan? Um, I'm actually, it's Pro D Day. So my family is doing a delivery to Granville Island for me right now while you and I chat. And then I'll be back on mom duty today. Mm. But I'm also interviewing somebody who might come in and help me with packaging. So looking for help whenever I can find some. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my production days happen uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, those are my sort of busiest days. Right. And I try to tone it down for the rest of the week just because I've got lots of family obligations yeah yeah that's good to be able to 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 keep that balance definitely yes I am I'm the secretary of the PAC my elementary school so my volunteer opportunities are ample and (laughs) so all in all in its own uh time everything any other flavors you're working on right now uh, well, I do have those seven pot peppers that I have to oh, right. yes. um, get to. <laughs> and the <laughs> chocolate doulas. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. You'll have to wear a suit. Those. I think a so. I think so. So I'm I'm gonna do something with with uh, those peppers, and I'm always as as it gets closer to summer, there's more people who have you know different peppers and things that. I'm open, I'm much more open to trying more new things now. Yeah. Jordan, thank you for your time. It's lovely to get a chance to talk to you about this. Thank you. I'm I'm blown away that you know my sauces and thought to talk to me about them. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. 
That is my conversation with Jordan Hawking from Sriracha Revolver. We'll have to keep checking the website for the company to see what she does with those seven pot hot peppers and the chocolate hot peppers. You can find out all of that on the website for Sriracha Revolver. You can shop on there as well and find which companies are selling the products. And you can find them in many stores around British Columbia and beyond. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. I try to make one available every Thursday, so I'll be back again next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to be in touch, the email once again is hello at CherylMcKay.com, and the website is simply CherylMcKay.com. Take good care. Bye for now.